Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. The FBI now issuing a travel warning for Americans going to Mexico after the murder of two South Carolina residents there. So what are we doing to crack down on the cartels in Mexico that are funneling deadly fentanyl to our country over our very open southern border. And joining us now to talk about all of this is Mark Morgan. He is the former acting CBP commissioner, that's Customs and Border Protection, also a visiting fellow at the Heritage Foundation, also spent 20 years at the FBI, and also was in the Marine Corps. So you know it from all these different layers. Mark, great to have you here on the podcast. Rita, thanks for having me as always. What is your advice to Americans who would want to go to Mexico, whether it's for vacation or something else? What's your advice? Don't go. Look, the cartels, Mexico is almost a failed narco state, Rita. The cartels own and operate at will throughout much of Mexico, and they are the most dangerous, prolific, influential criminal organization on the face of the planet. And that's why many are now are saying, hey, they need to be called out for what they are, and they're a terrorist organization. How serious is it, the situation in Mexico? I mean, what's so frightening, I think, Mark, this recent case epitomizes it because you know all too well, Matamoros is just over the border from Brownsville, Texas. I mean, it is right there. How much of it is spilling over and how ruthless is it in Mexico? Well, that's a good question. So Matamoros is a city within the state of Tamaulipas. The state of Tamaulipas is one of the most violent places on the face of the planet. There's multiple cartels that operate in that area. It's so dangerous that the Mexican authorities will not go into Tamaulipas. There is no enforcement control in large areas of Mexico. And that's why it just makes no sense for any American citizen at this point to be traveling. You literally are taking your lives in your own hand. But this is why. Look, this didn't just happen with this incident. This has been happening over decades and decades. And as each decade goes by, the cartels are getting more powerful. They're getting more influential. Their bank accounts are growing and their capacity continue to grow. Their criminal operation is expanding every single day. I'll give you an example. In 2018, just the human smuggling side alone, it was about a $500 million annual profit for the cartels. Right now, it's a $13 billion annual profit. That's just on the human smuggling side. That is a stunning amount. You know, you talked about human smuggling. It is horrific. Some of these stories of what they're doing and taking these people across the border, taking advantage of people on both sides of the border. You know, where are the people who are crying out about human rights? Many Democrats don't say anything about what's happening to these victims of human smuggling. That's exactly right. That's why we say there's no downside to securing the border. The cartels, they don't care about human life. It's all about a commodity. It's all about the profit. They're just as ruthless and dangerous to our national security and our safety as terrorist organizations. The only difference is they're not driven by ideology. They're driven by profit. And that's why they look at individuals, human beings, as nothing but a commodity. And that's on both sides of the country. The atrocities, and you're exactly right. That's why I get so frustrated. Under this administration, there have been more dead migrants that have been found at our border the last 24 months than the history of our country, 1,500 and growing every single day. The atrocities associated with untold number of migrants that now are living a life of being trafficked, something that they'll never be able to undo. 
the number of young women that are sexually assaulted on their journey up here. The atrocities go on and on. It's not just American lives that are lost because of our open borders at the hands of the cartels. It's also the very migrants themselves. And this is why, look, we have to change as a country how we look at cartels and how we go after them. Like I said, I spent two decades in the FBI. The way that we've gone after traditional large-scale domestic criminal organization is not the way that we can go after the cartels. You can't cut off the head of the snake and think that the snake is going to die when it comes to the cartels. We've done that decade after decade, and it's failed. We have to change our status. We have to change how we go after them. We need to go after them like exactly with the same whole-of-government approach, intelligence, including the use of military, that we go after the cartels. I mean, the terrorist organizations, we need to use that same methodology to go after the cartels. So what exactly should we do to take out the cartels, especially those that are in Mexico? Yeah, so there's a thing called the Criminal Enterprise Theory Investigation, which, again, the theory is if you cut off the head of the snake, the snake will die. It was very effective, like for the Italian mafia in the 70s and 80s. It worked very well. That's just not the approach that works with the cartels. You have to go after them again like we do terror. So that means we're intelligence driven. So we have to use not just domestic intelligence, but our international global intelligence capabilities, along with domestic operations and United States military. That means using the United States military, either hopefully with the governor of Mexico, kind of like we did in Colombia years ago, that was very effective to go at the heart and actually destroy them. We can't just cut off the head of the snake. We have to dismantle, disrupt, destroy, and obliterate the cartels off the face of the planet. And if Mexico won't join us in that, we need to do that unilaterally. And that means using the military to do kinetic operation. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to roll in tanks in Mexico or invade Mexico, like some have suggested that we're calling for. No, we can use Use special operations and do very surgical pinpoint operations to take out the cartels. We know where the super meth labs are, Rita. We know where the precursor chemicals are coming and which port of entries in Mexico they're coming to. We know exactly where they are. We know how to do it and we can do it to take them out. Does that mean drones? Does that mean some special ops on the ground? What does that mean? Yeah, I think, look, all of the above have to go into account. We can be there for advisors to help the military. We can use our intelligence. We need to own the intelligence. Mexico has shown that we can't trust them with the vast amount of intelligence that we have, but we can work with them, develop vetted, trusted partners in Mexico, have them conduct the operations with our technical assistance, like you said, with drones. Hopefully Mexico will join us in that. But if they don't, we need to take unilateral action. And that means using a whole of government approach with the same level of commitment, tenacity, and resources, whether that's reaching across the aisle to NSA, using our aspects to cut off all their finances, finances that really needs to be a whole of government approach, but to include military kinetic operations. We're not going to succeed if we continue to go after the cartels like we do traditional domestic criminal organizations. You know, you talked about what happened in Colombia was sort of the Colombia plan. And in fact, Lindsey Graham, senator of South Carolina, talked about, you know, creating a Mexico plan. It's ironic because then Senator Biden agreed to the Colombia plan. He thought, okay, that's those sort of strategic strikes like you're talking about and some are suggesting to happen in Mexico. Back then he was okay with it, but right now he is silent on it. How do you reconcile that? You don't. And that's what's I think that's what's so frustrating for most Americans. Where is the two prong approach from this president, both outrage and action? I mean, he's been missing in action again and again and again. Remember, though, when the horse Border Patrol horse patrol agents were falsely accused of whipping people, president had no problem showing his outrage in action. Then remember, they will pay knowing it was fake. It was false. It was a lie. And now we have two Americans are killed, one wounded. Where is the outrage? Where is the action? The truth is, look, every single day, 
the cartels are widening their operational control of the border. It's not just drugs coming across killing Americans. 9,000 Americans are dying every single 30 days because of the cartels and the drugs they're pushing across. But because they have operational control, Rita, they're also pushing across criminals. They're pushing across murderers, rapists, pedophiles, gang members. They don't stay on the southwest border. They make their way to every town, city, and state, and they're claiming their next American victim almost on a daily basis. Not to mention the national security threat. Those illegal aliens on the FBI's terror screening database. The cartels literally could have already pushed the next sleeper cell that's already in the United States planning the next terrorist attack. We would have no idea. Right now, the cartels pose one of the most significant threats to our country's safety and national security. We cannot keep going down the same road. We are literally living the definition of Webster's definition of insanity right now, doing the same thing, expecting a different result. We've got to change our plan. We've got to go after the cartels, again, with the same strength that we do terrorist organizations. What kind of intelligence do we have on their labs, too, these fentanyl labs? And also, what role does China play in all this? Yeah, so those are two great questions. This is what I can tell you, right, without going too far into areas that we shouldn't. We know where a significant amount of the labs are. We know where the chemicals are coming into Mexico from China. And we also have the capacity to expand that intelligence to really know and get pinpoint information where these super meth labs are, where the drugs are coming in, where the cartels are operating. And there's no doubt in my mind that we can, the military has the capability. We still are the most powerful military in the world. We have the special operation capability to do surgical pinpoint operations to destroy those labs and really cripple the cartels. But again, we can't keep approaching the cartels like we do domestic operations. We cut off the head of the snake. Look, we took down Chapo, and they just go another head. The snake does not die just like terrorist organizations. We have to change our approach. And until this administration and really the government wakes up, the cartels are going to continue to expand their control, and they're going to continue to push their vast, complex set of threats, jeopardizing our safety and security in this nation. You know, categorizing it as a foreign terrorist organization, one of the things that it would do, and you know this better than anybody, Mark Morgan, is it would essentially also allow us to go after conspirators, i.e. China, playing the role, as you just talked about, in the pipeline of drugs. Do you think that that would thwart China or that would thwart the cartels if we go after them from not just taking them out, but also prosecuting them and showing the pipeline? Or is that just, you know, a waste of time? I think it's a waste of time. I think prosecution has showed, you know, domestic prosecution does nothing. They're not intimidated by our domestic prosecution capability. It does not deter them one bit. And we've seen that decade after decade after decade. Look, we just prosecuted the equivalent of our attorney general from Mexico from accepting bribes from the cartel. It hasn't changed a thing, not one thing. They're not intimidated by our domestic prosecution capability. We've got to obliterate them. We've got to cripple them. We've got to take them off the face of the planet and disable them from doing and operating the way that they are right now. And look, there are downsides to naming them officially under our current definition as a foreign terrorist organization, as an FTO. But what I'm saying, at least we need to go after them just like we do terrorist organizations. That's the only way that we're going to be able to resolve this. But the problem is, as you know, they're also in the United States already. I mean, they're using U.S. bank accounts. They're responsible for a lot of crimes in America. How big are they in America, too, on this side of the border as well? So that's a great question, Rita, and that's a fallacy that a lot of Americans don't understand. They think of cartels, they only think of Mexico. That's just not true. I mean, they're operating the entire Western Hemisphere and beyond. Think about this. I mean, they were to reach out to China, and they're embedded with China to help them carry out their criminal operations. And you're right, they operate in every state in this country as well. 
And so that's why, you know, again, people have to understand that these two American citizens that were killed and one wounded, that's just a microcosm of a larger problem. Again, if there's a meth overdose in your country, the cartels are responsible for that because that's where the drugs are coming across. Every single time you hear about another American victim that's been taken at the hands of an illegal alien, that's the fault and responsibility of the cartels because they are pushing this across. And again, we could have the next sleeper cell just sitting there waiting to plan the next terrorist attack. We have no idea. America's got to wake up and say enough is enough. Look, it is in the best interest of the government of Mexico and the United States for Mexico to have 100% control of their country. There's no downside. It's a win-win for both. But at the end of the day, what I'm hoping for, if we actually had an administration that was strong about this and told Mexico, this is happening. We're going after the cartels. We're going to wipe them off the face of the planet. You're either with us or not. And I feel strongly that if we came with that strong approach, Mexico they would capitulate and they'd be like, okay, we're going to join you and we'll help you as long as you're with us side by side, America, to help us do this. Well, but that requires also a U.S. government that has the will to do it. And we see, you know, the open border. You talked about also going after Mexico. And I agree. I think if we had much more tougher verbiage and action, they would do something. But on the flip side, what I'm seeing is it seems like a very weak Mexican president on this issue. And we're not seeing certainly a strong president on the American side. And in fact, when the two of them were together there in Mexico, as you know, there was this moment that I always think about Mark Morgan, where basically it encapsulated we saw the president of Mexico look at President Biden and say, you know, I'm so thankful you're the first president in a in generation that hasn't built more border wall, that hasn't built more, you know, fortification to keep people out. In fact, he was thanking him for basically a huge open border. Biden basically said, thank you. He agreed. But to me, that encapsulates it. If you don't have a tough American president on him, this one, I think, in Mexico won't act. Don't you agree? Oh, Rita, I completely agree. I couldn't have said better myself. In fact, AMLO was actually lecturing the president in our country you know, on who we should vote for in our election. It was laughable. I mean, AMLO is overseas one of the most corrupt governments on the face of the planet. He oversees a government who has their agreement is to just status quo, right, to allow this, op- this permissive environment for the cartels to operate. I mean, their strategy is to coexist with the cartels rather than go after and disrupt them. And now, right now, you're absolutely right. Mexico government, they have neither the will or the capacity right now to go after the cartels. That's why it's going to absolutely require American intervention. And I also agree with you on the second point. I don't believe that this administration has the will or courage to actually do what they need to do to force Mexico's hand. I think it's going to take a change in administration who finally says enough is enough and that America's safety and security cannot stand this any longer. And again, it's what's right for both Mexico and the United States if we obliterate the cartels off the face of the planet. Absolutely. Again, you know, bringing the fentanyl, as we know, responsible for about 100,000 deaths, American deaths a year. I mean, it is just shocking. I want to ask you also, Mark Morgan, about this new development. Of course, this horrible story that happened with the four people from South Carolina. They go down, as you brought up, to Matamoros, right over the border. She was going over for a tummy tuck, a medical procedure. And then it sounds like a mistaken identity that they thought they were like a Haitian gang and the other cartel went after them. Now that's happened just recently. This is wild that the Mexican Gulf cartel turns over, quote, five members, basically tied them up, basically put them on a truck with a note saying, these ones are responsible. This is not how we act, if you will. You know, we don't go after innocence, which is 
a ridiculous claim because they're killing Americans with the fentanyl as if they're the good guys. What did you make, though, of that wild development that happened and obviously the horrible ordeal that those South Carolinians went through? Yeah, so look, Rita, this is exactly what I've been saying. The tactic you just explained, that's propaganda. That's exactly the same type of tactic that terrorist organizations use, right, to actually get the trust of the population. And we call this, I mean, this is a kabuki dance. This is ridiculous. This is a farce. We've seen this before. This is what happens every single time. When when an American is killed, they put up a couple of individuals from that organization as sacrificial lambs and then say, see, see, we didn't mean to. We're really the good guys here. And all is good. You've got responsible. Nothing to see here. And then we go on. And then we repeat the same thing again and again and again and again. This is the first time American citizens have been killed by a cartel. It's not going to be the last time. It should be the last time, but it's not. And as you said, look, it's unfortunate that it took two American citizens to die and one to be wounded for us to actually be talking about this more that we have. Really, you and I have been talking about it for the past two years. Americans are dying every single day. Again, our nation's safety and national security are being jeopardized and negatively impacted every single day because of the cartels. Because of this, there's awareness that happens, and we change our status in this country about what and how we see the cartels and what we're going to do about it. Then, okay, then that means that these individuals didn't die in vain. But if we allow this to happen and we don't change what we're doing, and if we don't pursue them, including military action, then these Americans, along with every single other American, die in vain. All in the name of politics, rather than doing what's, what's in the best interest of protecting our nation's sovereignty, safety, and national security. Absolutely. This just sort of epitomizes, I think, you know, the horrors that so many people uh, never imagined just going over there. So many Americans go over for medical procedures or to buy pharmaceuticals. You know, they go to buy cheaper prescription drugs just because it's cheaper. And the randomness and the horror of it, and we saw it on the videotape. Are you confident this maybe is a breaking point or are you worried that under this administration it will be status quo? No, I have no doubt it's going to be status quo. I mean, the fact that you already mentioned the fact that this president, the day after that it happened, it was on a national TV outrage saying the cartels are going to pay. He's quick to say, you know, that his own employees, his own law enforcement and workforce are going to pay about a fake allegation. But yet he's not going to get a national TV saying, I promise American people that the cartels are going to pay, that we're going to go after them with everything we have, that enough is enough. I'm tired of Americans dying at the hands of the cartels. I'm tired of Mexico creating a permissive environment for them to operate and just their strategy to be to coexist. That's got to end. We're going to go after them and we're going to destroy and wipe the cartels off the face of the planet. That's what we should have heard from the president. But we haven't and we're not going to. So I have no hope. I think it's going to take a change in administration and a new president that actually takes this serious and actually puts American interests first and knows what we need to do and do it. Yeah, how heartbreaking it is, you know, for those people, obviously, and their families. And how sad. They're going to die in vain if we don't change our strategy and actually go after the cartels. And that's the sad part. Yeah, and we need to do it for them and their honor to make sure that there's changes and every other American, too, out there, because this is such a huge, huge problem. And again, it is right there across the border and, as you point out, infiltrating our country in a big, big way. Mark Morgan, we are so grateful that you're here. Everybody, be sure to subscribe and share to this very powerful podcast. And Mark Morgan, thanks for everything that you do, your just incredible life of service and for all you do to keep us safe. Thank you, Mark. You too, Rita. Thank you.
And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight, on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America. America.